Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Bibb, and a special welcome to any guests or visitors joining us for this midweek Lenten series as we continue through uh, the small catechism, the sacrament of the altar, as our focus. Um, tonight, the question, as soon as I find my bulletin once again, uh, is the question, what is the benefit of this eating and drinking, which we learn from the catechism? Of course, these words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins show us that in the sacrament, forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation are given us through these words. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. So as we uh, have our readings for the evening, which will be Acts from Acts 2 and Luke 22, and our psalm being Psalm 116, we will rejoice in that truth. The service is Vespers. As it begins on page 229, we now sing the first hymn. The first reading is from Acts chapter 2. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from the Gospel of Luke, the 22nd chapter. And Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This cup is poured out for you, this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another which one of them it would be who was going to do this. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon this evening is based upon the texts which we have heard. <clears throat> Dear saints in Christ, have you ever been given a gift that is just exactly what you needed? It may not have been flashy, big, or even all that expensive, but it was just right. Just what you needed when you needed it most. A gift like that often says as much about the giver of the gift as it does the gift itself. Receiving a gift that is just right usually means that the giver of the gift not only knows your needs, but they know you. By paying careful attention to your needs, they chose something for you that is not only met a need, but it communicated their care and their love. So it is with the Lord's Supper. It gives us exactly what we need, what we need most. The forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation from the devil. Now, because these things are needed, we must then examine why they are needed. First, the Lord's Supper is only for sinners who need the forgiveness of their sins. A good and perfect person needs no forgiveness. 
just as a healthy person needs no physician. Rather, it is poor, miserable sinners, spiritual beggars who need God's forgiveness. Now, a person may ask, but isn't the Lord's Supper for Christians only? I thought Christians were already forgiven. Indeed, they are, by God's grace in Christ. But even Christians still sin much and daily. You see, Christians are at the same time sinner and saint. By the power of the Holy Spirit, working through the word, a Christian recognizes this reality and lives their whole life in repentant faith, clinging to God's promises in Christ Jesus. A repentant Christian is one who rises from sleep every day remembering that they are God's baptized child. But this baptized child of God is still in the flesh. This baptized child of God still lives in the fallen, sin-corrupted world and is assaulted by the devil daily. Are baptized Christians saved? Absolutely. Yes, they are. They are Christ's sheep, his beloved lambs. However, they live in the midst of spiritual battle every day. Therefore, as Luther says, the sacrament of the altar is given as a daily pasture and sustenance that faith may refresh and strengthen itself so that it will not fall back in such a battle, but become ever stronger and stronger. That from the large catechism. Second, the sacrament of the altar gives eternal life. Now, that's a big claim. And yet, look again at the giver of the gift. Is God the creator of all things, the Lord of life, the Lord of heaven and earth, the Lord God of the heavenly hosts? Is he capable of granting eternal life to those whom he chooses? Well, yes, absolutely. And he does so in the sacrament. Again, those who receive the gift of eternal life... They must need it. Otherwise, the gift would be completely unnecessary. As God's sinner saints, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death each and every day. Death is around us everywhere. All human beings live with the knowledge that someday their earthly life will end. St. Paul writes, Sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Therefore, We need what only God can give, eternal life, everlasting, unending life. Thanks be to God that he gives us this great gift in and through this blessed sacrament. Even though this priceless treasure is given to Christians freely by God's grace, it costs the Son of God his very life. Now, in order for us to have eternal life, the eternal Son of God died on the cross was buried in the tomb, and was raised from death on the third day. And now, as surely as Christ lives, so all who believe in him will rise from death as well. Jesus taught this truth to Martha just before raising her brother Lazarus from death. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Now, this fallen world is filled with people who are trying to cheat death, trying to get the upper hand on death. Christians, we already have the victory through Christ, the risen Savior, the one who has defeated death. All Christians can join with St. Paul then, and we can even boast, saying, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, 
And the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So then the third and final gift in the sacrament of the altar is salvation. But that begs the question, salvation from who or what? And the answer, of course, is the devil. On the Sundays in Lent thus far, we have heard three weeks in a row now of Jesus' battle against and victory over Satan and all the forces of hell. Jesus resisted temptation in the wilderness. He cast the demon from the daughter of the Canaanite woman, and he freed a deaf-mute man from a demon. St. John reminds us that the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil, and so he has. But rather than sit back from the throne of heaven and declare his victory by the power of his almighty performative words, something which he could have done, the Son of God left heaven. He took on human flesh, took on our nature, and was born of the Virgin Mary. Jesus came to us in the most humble and vulnerable way possible, in the most personal way possible. He came to rescue us, to be our ransom from sin, death, and the devil. You see, throughout his earthly life, Jesus was hounded by the devil and his demons. The evil horde of hell did their worst. Where we would have fallen a thousand times over, Jesus stood victorious. Always doing the will of his Father in heaven and always acting in sacrificial love for us fallen sinners. Then at the proper time, the trap set for the devil was sprung. Now the prayer before the Lord's Supper, which is known as the proper preface, it beautifully confesses our Lord's victory over Satan in the proper preface that's appointed for Holy Week. It says this, It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who accomplished the salvation of mankind by the tree of the cross, that where death arose, their life also might rise again. And that the serpent who overcame by the tree of the garden might likewise by the tree of the cross be overcome. Now just how can it be that all of these gifts, these gifts of priceless measure, are given to us each and every time we receive the sacrament? Well, in short, because Jesus says so. Luther points this out in the small catechism with this question and answer tonight which we are meditating upon. What is the benefit of this eating and drinking? These words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, show us that in the sacrament, forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation are given us through these words. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. Therefore, dear Christians, let us continue doing as the one holy Christian and apostolic church has always done, let us gather around the holy word and holy supper of Jesus. As it is written, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation. These are all your gifts in the sacrament according to Christ's trustworthy word. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. 
Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you on the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. welcome, and we go forth into the rest of our evening in that peace and knowledge that Christ has given us so great a gift, that everything that he purchased and won for us with his blood on the cross is now given to us in and under bread and wine as we receive his true body and true blood for our forgiveness, life, and salvation. Thanks be to God. I'll greet you at the door.